0: Hey sisters, Christy here from Book Club Sisterhood. Thank you so much for checking out our podcast. This is where we share our weekly book discussions with you so you can listen while multitasking or enjoying your favorite drink and reading along with us. I hope you enjoy this discussion. Let's grow. Hey sisters, I'm Christy, one of the co-founding sisters at Book Club Sisterhood. We are reading the first two chapters and the intro. I have a few notes on the intro of Learning to Roar by Melissa Dyer. If you guys didn't catch it last week, we took a break and I missed you guys. It was sad to not hang out with you, Um, but I'm hoping that you did get to see the video. I had a conversation with Melissa Dyer, the author, um, to kind of dig into why she wrote the book and what her thoughts were behind it. So uh, that was fun, I hope you enjoyed that. And then anyone that got our box got a signed book, if you didn't see that, yeah, well, She signed them for us when she sent them over to me, so that was nice. All right, so we're going to do the intro in chapter one and two. After we read our memory verse, it's a long one, but it's good. Um, So it's Matthew 1720, and I'm really digging into Matthew right now. I don't know what it is, but I keep finding passages in Matthew, and it keeps just coming up, so I'm kind of doing a deep dive through Matthew right now. and just kind of writing in my journal things that I catch from the book, so it's very, getting a lot of good stuff from it. Um, So Matthew 17 20 says, he replied, because you have so little faith, truly I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. So this month we're talking about blooming faith, and I think she starts talking about courage, and I think it just takes A lot of faith in god to help you find your courage so it's pretty good so far i got a lot of good stuff out of this section so all right page number one of the intro um she says our courage multiplies in community without each other we are vulnerable so i definitely think that in this group we strengthen each other by praying for each other and encouraging each other and i think that's my draw to this group is that we always are here for each other. We're willing to lift each other up and help each other get educated and just, you know, more solid in our faith, I guess. Um, So I very much value you guys. Um, In Matthew, sorry, Matthew chapter 18, verse 20 says, for where two or three gather in my name, there I am with them. So I found that encouraging that we come together every Tuesday night and there's, you know, at least two of us that are here and that means God's here with us. So always makes me feel good to know that he's, he's here. All right. So on page four, I really found this interesting. She says, um, I was in desperate need of encouragement toward the top of the page. I need courage on loan. So I never thought of it that way. And then in the next paragraph, she also says, um, someone who, talking about a champion, someone who cheered you on and made you feel big, strong, and capable. In those cases, they lent you their courage. So she's saying that encourage equals courage on loan, which I never really thought of it that way. Um, But when someone encourages you, it makes you feel like you can really do what you're trying to do. And I know um at least you know this week at church I just there's a younger girl that's singing on stage now and she's did a solo and I just told her like you have such a wonderful voice I told her that in rehearsal and I'm hoping that that lifted her up and made her more confident because she's like I'm shaking so bad up there like I know I can do it but I'm just I'm hoping that that gave her a little boost and I mean that's not why I did it I just genuinely love her voice she sounds like Elena Morissette and she didn't know who that was. i'm old officially it's like officially she she guys she literally handed me her phone and she like can you write her name down for me so i can look her up (laughs) okay i'm old (laughs) anyway y'all know how i feel right y'all know who elena said is right okay cool (laughs) sue doesn't (laughs) All right, she's a really good singer. Go look her up. I can spell her name out for you. If you <laughs> <need>. <laughs> I'll write it in the chat. <laughs> Help her out, Erica. <laughs> All right. Um, so I just encourage you um, to go out and encourage people um, because maybe just that little boost that you give them really gives them what they need to have the courage to do it but I just love how she calls it courage on loan I thought that was cool um on page six in the middle she says he wants us to develop our courage to be strong and steady like him and one of the ways he accomplishes this is by taking us through by taking us through no shortcuts over under or around some really hard things but wherever he takes us, he always promises to come along. And it brought me back to Hebrews thirteen five, where he says, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. Like, yeah, it's going to be hard, but you're not going to be alone. So that means the world to me, because I know in hard times, it, it does feel very lonely. One of the girls in our small group this week said that um, she had cancer. And when she was going through that, like she was surrounded by family and friends, but it, she felt very alone because it was, she just kind of had to do an introspective thing as it was just her and God. And I think, I, I didn't say this to her, but I, I kind of think that it's because he's the only one that can heal you. Like your family and friends are there to support you and love on you. And that's great, but they can't heal that cancer. So I'm just wondering if like going inward into yourself and building that relationship with God, maybe that's why that happens. I don't know. I've never been in that position, but maybe that could be a reason why but yeah all right you guys ready for chapter one so part one the need to change um she kind of broke this down and she did break it down in three parts Um, part one is the need to change part two is a vision for what could be and part three is progress not perfection so i like how she broke it down she kind of gave you all the ways that she was like all the things she was feeling at the beginning and then kind of wraps them up at the end and tells you how she kind of fixed it i mean there are things sprinkled in between where she does say a few things um excuse me about you know how she went about everything but i like how she broke that down um all right on page 18 the first full paragraph there she says At the time, I assume she did it. So she's talking about the girl that came over to her house um, during a party that Melissa was throwing for her husband. She calls her Sassy. Um, Sassy comes in and says, "Um, oh, hey, I have a thing that I'm going to do during your party. So if you can just call everybody inside at some point, I'm going to do that. Um, So she just felt very taken aback by that. Like, this is my party. What You know, you're playing a part in this now? Okay. Um, But she didn't stand up for herself. So that's... That's her biggest problem with this is that she didn't stand up for herself and have the courage to say, you know, no, that's not okay. This is how I feel. Um, so she says at the time, um, like during the party, I assumed she did it because she had a low opinion of me. I assumed she viewed me as small as I viewed myself. So, I mean, don't we do that? Like you assume other people see you the way you see yourself, but that's usually not accurate at all. <laughs> what are you going to say, Sue?
1: I have a question. Uh-huh. When, the, when Sassy went to her, she says, I have a birthday blessing I prepared for the guest of honor. And I guess I didn't take it maybe the way she did, because I thought, mm-hmm. well, what was wrong with this friend coming and saying I have a blessing I'd like to share? So I struggled with her being discouraged or upset or, or whatever adjective you want to use because I didn't see that as necessarily a negative thing. Yeah. What do you guys think?
0: Well, she even said like, I didn't even know it was a boundary of mine until it happened. So I didn't take it that way either. I mean, I I was trying to put myself in that position because I was just like, what did she do wrong? Like that was my first thought. Like, why are you upset? (laughs) Um, But- That was a case where she just felt like she didn't have
1: control. It sounded like she had controlled every part of that party. And that was not in the plan, because I also thought what was so wrong, except it was an unplanned event that somebody else then was going to be doing rather than something that she had done. But I also did not think it was going to be that bad of a thing. Well, and and like I said, the word blessing just kind of took me a whole different way thinking, well, maybe God put that on this woman's heart. Mm. And it was something that he wanted her to share. I don't know. I just... Yeah, I I struggled a little bit with this whole concept of this chapter because I couldn't grasp it.
0: Mm -hmm. I mean, I do like that she's not pointing fingers at the girl because she says in here, you know, um, just below where I just read, um, I've learned enough in the years since that since that the whole situation wasn't really about her actions it was about my inaction so she's really more upset that she didn't stand up for herself and say you know what we actually have an itinerary already but thank you for offering that like maybe after the party's over you could say something to him just to you know give him a little blessing whatever i mean i think that's probably how she would have preferred she handled it but she was more upset with her inability to speak up for herself and say that that's how i took it um So, but yeah, I was like, what, what did she do wrong? (laughs) I kind of thought that, but you know, I mean, she even said like, I didn't know I had that boundary until it happened. So yeah, I'm with you. All right. So the middle of 18, right under the little mark things, (laughs) it says, um, To this day, I struggle to glean any happy memories from that evening. Negative emotions have a way of scorching our ability to remember the good. So I started thinking like, you know, when something bad happens, like at a store, at a restaurant, wherever, you always want to like go and write a review or go call somebody and complain or like do something about it. And I think I'm more likely to write a review of something when something bad happens to like, not necessarily even to complain, but like to give feedback, like this didn't work for me, maybe... I mean, that's something you might want to change, whatever. Um, but then when something goes great, you're like, oh, great, cool. And you just move on with life. <laughs> and you, forgot to, you forget to give that good review, at least in my head, maybe. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe I'm off. But that's just what I thought of. Um, like the Thai food that I ordered when I was pregnant and they accused me of lying um, because I did not receive any chicken in my my chicken fried rice and I called them and they told me that I lied about it. Um, they And I was like, I'm like seven, eight months pregnant here. You don't want to mess with me. I was, uh, I was, I was so mad. I literally not only did they tell me I lied over the phone. They're like, no, really how much of the chicken did you eat? I'm like none. I didn't receive any. Also, can I just tell you that they uh, an extra serving of chicken cost a dollar. So if I wanted to lie about something, it would be for more than a dollar. But I'm just saying like, also, even if I did lie, you're losing a dollar. How is that really hurting you? Because I never ate at that restaurant again. Like we would order from there pretty often. I mean, we really liked it. It was really good food. And it was easy to just order delivery because they, didn't, they weren't too far from where we were living at the time. But I'm telling you, I never, ever ate there again. So you lost all kinds of business over a dollar's worth of chicken because then the, the person came to the door. I'm sorry, I'm rambling on about this, but the person also came to the door and also then called me a liar again. I almost threw the other food in his face, <laughs> but I was like, no, no, I can't do that. But oh, I literally sat on the couch for half an hour. I couldn't even eat the food. I was so raging angry. Like I was so mad. I couldn't even eat it. I mean, I did eventually eat it, but oh. I was angry, it's pregnant mama, <laughs> I was very angry. But anyway, I did write a bad review because that just, I mean, that cut me down in my soul. I was so mad. Anyways, but yeah, <laughs> I am, I'm trying to get better at giving positive feedback. But her point here to bring it back to the book since I just rambled a bunch, um, you know, the negative things always stick out more than the positive. You remember the bad things that happen to you much more than you remember the good, I think please for
1: me. Some, something along those lines. I don't know if Erica remembers, but I used to embarrass the heck out of her when we'd be in restaurants and I'd ask the server to bring them ma- in, may I see the manager? And it kind of speaks to what you just said that they're so used to getting negative feedback that the servers would get nervous and upset And the manager would come over and I would just explain to them that I wanted to compliment them on their staff person Mm -hmm. and make sure they personally knew, you know, about the service I got, et cetera, et cetera. So then of course the server felt better, felt good,
0: Mm -hmm. but
1: you're right. People expect the negative versus the positive.
0: Yeah. Yep. All right. On chapter 20 at the bottom, she says, even baby steps will set you and me on a path to reach out to reach our everyday extraordinary dreams that require courage. Even tiny little baby steps are still moving you forward. Um, They're still getting you to where you need to go. I mean, they might feel like tiny itty bitty steps, but you're still going in the direction that you're trying to go. Hopefully you're going in that direction. (laughs) But I mean, if you intentionally take baby steps toward your goal, you're gonna get there. Might take a while. you'll get there all right so the bottom page 21 um she's talking about you know change nothing and stay stuck or move toward becoming the strong and courageous woman god created you to be and like i said in the video when i was talking to her um i love that she used that terminology because in book club you know we're trying to become who god made us to be (laughs) that's one of our you know our mission Um, is for all of us to become more like who God made us to be. But I asked for her opinion, like what's something practical, tangible that you can offer us as far as, um, you know, advice to to step out and make that change. And she said, you know, the same thing, like take small steps, because if you break it down and she talked about her coffee, like, you know, she couldn't just go from cream and sugar in her coffee to nothing, And I, it's, it's crazy that she brought that up because I literally did the same thing. (laughs) I was doing like six Splenda and and half and half creamer in my coffee and I got it down to black, but I had to do it slowly. Like I went from six Splenda to four and then three and then two and then one. And, you know, I added cinnamon instead of creamer just to give it a different flavor, but still have flavor. But I mean, now I can just pick up a cup of coffee and drink it black if there's nothing there that... I like I actually don't even like half and half now and if mom will tell you like a lot of things are way too sweet for me like this she just got this sparkling water some of it is a lot a lot sweeter than I can handle now so it's just baby steps because there is absolutely no way I could go from what I was drinking straight to black <laughs> coffee all right so on page 22 I want to talk about these three steps that she um, wrote down here. Um, the first one is become self-aware, both in mindset and perspective. And we've talked about it in here before. You know, perspective is everything. If you think you can, then you can. If you think you can't, then you probably can't because you're not going to believe in yourself. Um, Luke has been getting really upset lately. He's seven. Um, anytime he has to stop doing something that he likes to do to go do something that he needs to do. Anybody else? <laughs> I hate, you know, you don't want to stop the fun stuff to go do some, like go to work or get up at six o'clock in the morning to go to work or Or four. four. (laughs) She's been getting to work at 6 a.m. lately, so. Um, But I mean, I totally feel his pain because that stinks. Um, But I'm trying to work through that with him and get him to see something that he's grateful for rather than being grumpy about what he has to do. Like he told me today on the way to school, he said, mom, I'm so happy that today's not a virtual day, but he also gave me crap when I told him to stop doing, you know, he's building with his blocks this morning. And I said, okay, time to go get your jacket and your shoes on, like, let's go. Oh, I don't wanna go. Um, But then in the car, he's like, I'm so glad I get to go to school today. (laughs) So, you know, just turning that around and giving yourself a little different perspective, definitely helpful. Um, step two is identifying patterns of cowardly behavior. A new mindset will yield new behavior. So we've been dealing with this with Luca for a couple of weeks now. And that's the first time today that he said, I'm so glad I get to go to school. I mean, he still had the negative reaction. We tried to turn it around and be like, you need to be grateful that you have an amazing teacher and you have, you know, great friends at school and just trying to think about the good stuff that happens at school. And yesterday after school, he's like, man, I just love school. <laughs> i was like but i have to fight with you in the morning to get you to go to school but it's just because he doesn't want to stop doing the fun thing that he's doing and every day when i come home i I always ask him Mm -hmm. how was your day at school great or awesome so that's because he's already back home playing with his toys again so (laughs) he's happy again um all right and then step three is taking action cultivating is the act of preparing the soil for growth um I needed to pull some serious weeds that had grown throughout my life, stating starting, starting with the weed that asserted I wasn't worth the effort. Um, so we just have to do the work. We know that pruning is uncomfortable. Weeding is uncomfortable because you got to pull that bad stuff out of your life. Um, but pruning, we also, you know, the Bible says leads to growth and healing. It's, it's not comfortable, but God calls us out of our comfort zone, but it's definitely necessary you know, we have to prune those dead parts off of our life so that we can grow and be stronger. So definitely hard, there's a reason it's called work. All right, anything else from chapter one? All right, chapter two, on page 26, she talks about moving across the country, being forced to move across the country, but it allowed her, um, this has allowed me some breathing room to look objectively at the toll those circumstances um, had taken on me. I appreciate that because in 2011, I moved to Virginia. I started travel nursing, um, but I needed to get away. I thought I was just bored and needed to have a change of scenery. Um, it turns out when you step back from whatever situation you're in, you can definitely see the picture a lot clearer. Um, I ended up breaking up with my boyfriend permanently because we had been going on and off for about two years. I'd say probably like the first year we were solidly dating and then it just kept going back and forth basically he wanted to break up with me and he didn't have the guts to do it because he knew i would cry was essentially a year of my life um (laughs) so that's kind of how that went down um but yeah i just i thought i just needed to shake things up see different places grow myself and i did but looking back now i can say man i needed that because i don't think i ever would have stopped dating him and going back to him it was comfortable it was 100 percent comfortable i was used to this pattern i was used to having someone at least to go out to dinner with if nothing else right i mean at least i had a friend to do something with um but that would have been me settling and not being in a good position i mean mom can tell you he was awful for me i became a totally different person because i was all about him um
2: and so she wouldn't listen
0: to us no wouldn't yeah so i needed to step back get a different perspective um man it just taught me so much and also i met my husband so there's that um so it was all planned out by god you know we know that all right so last part of page 30 she says clearly i have fallen short when i should have spoken up um yeah she's talking so she talked a little in this chapter about um in school when she stepped in between um scrawny and a bully um and saved scrawny from getting hurt but then when it was time to stand up for herself she couldn't do it she just stood there um so she says clearly i had fallen short when i should have spoken up that's the should have again when I fell short in my own eyes, my automatic response was harsh judgment and self-shaming. Um, I love this quote and I, I don't remember where I heard it, but they say, um, whoever said it said, we need to stop shooting all over ourselves. So stop like, I should do this, I should do that, like go do it or I should have done this, I should have done that. Or, like, okay, well you didn't, so grow from it, move on. Um, there's no reason to sit in it. Um, And then we also need to stop shaming ourselves. Um, It's just, I mean, we treat ourselves so badly. I'm I'm speaking broadly, but I definitely treat myself worse than I should. Um, And I need to stop that. So it's time to start weeding, right? You guys ready to weed? That way we can bloom our faith because we're going to weed the bad stuff out. Um, and then the last sentence on chapter, um, sorry, page 31 of chapter two, it says, I knew the journey would not be an easy one, but it was, but I was worth it. I was worth it. I love that. Um, because you are worth it and you are never alone. And just keep remembering Hebrews thirteen five if you ever feel like you're all alone, like he's never going to leave you or forsake you, no matter how hard it gets, you are always worth it. Always. Anything else you guys want to chat about? This was really fast. <laughs> it's a much shorter book than we normally do. So, all right. Um, anybody have any prayer requests? Go ahead and put them in the chat box. If anybody came or is unaware of why I wrote Elena's more in the chat tab. You can go back and watch the beginning because <laughs> that was interesting. No, a twenty-something-year-old goes, "Who is that?" So, yeah, I felt old, but yeah. Any prayer requests, guys? Oh, thank you, Erica. I did read one of your um, blog posts—the first one that you read—it was really, really good. So, Erica is a blogger now. Yes. Yeah.
2: Me Tell us about that. And, so, it's uh, actually me and my sister-in-law, Nikki, and our good friend Lexi. And so, yep, we uh, we're seeing uh, we're seeing where it goes. It started out as just an idea of mine, um, maybe five years ago. And I just kind of, I started a little bit, but then just kind of sat on it for a while. And this last year, God has been pushing it along and adding pieces to it. And every step of the way, it's, it's definitely been divinely driven. So the three of us are just excited to see what happens with it, maybe something, maybe nothing, but we're enjoying uh, writing our posts. There's a new one every Sunday and the three of us do a rotation. So this Sunday that just passed was mine. And then uh, next week's will be Lexi's and the week after that is Nikki and then back to me. So the three rotations, so. Awesome. Yeah, we'll see again, maybe something, maybe nothing, but whatever it is, it'll be what God wants it to be, so. We're Great. just trying to spread the word and
0: see what happens. Mm-hmm. Thanks yeah, for reading. Yeah, it's cool how those like little pieces just fall into place and just work out. Cause I mean, you guys know the story of book club. Like we started as um, we were going to do a small group at church and that didn't work out. So we came online and look at all the people we've met and gotten to connect with. I mean, I never thought a couple ladies from California would be joining us <laughs> every week on here. So that's exciting. So
2: yeah, all I thought the country. I thought it was just going to be me, and then nope, it was the other two that needed to come on board, and then it was yeah. the right time. So
0: yeah, that's really awesome. Excited yeah, for you. you. Thank you. Thanks for reading
2: one of them. That's yeah.
0: Thank you. Yeah, I plan on reading more. That's just I went and found your first one so far. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Thank you. That's okay.
1: She had to show me how to
0: get there. Well, she'll have to show me. <laughs> Go to that link right there. Post the link. No, go to that link. <laughs> Post your link in the group, Erica. Okay.
2: Oh, uh, like on, Facebook on Facebook? Yes, I will. Thank you. Yeah, okay. share
0: it there so everybody can see it.
2: Right. And, and then, Mom, people... I'll show you how to bookmark the page, Mom. Oh, then, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> Don't worry. I'll show I'll show <laughs> you.
1: <laughs> I got my little magnetic ones that we got. Uh,
2: I'll right show over. you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't work on internet explorer <laughs> i know sometimes i just try to pull a lake mm-hmm. yes it's similar i mean it kind of you know well, it looks like
1: it place. in my nook it looks like a little thingy
0: <laughs> all right so we're gonna pray for the blog um how is your ankle shelly do you want to try to talk or should we her connection's not the greatest and it would sound like a robot earlier so um can you hear me yes. yes so far so good my ankle it hurts <laughs> i think it hurt, it's very
1: black and blue and it's still swollen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i'm in bed uh,
0: so her ankle is black and blue and still swollen but she's in bed resting so
1: good
0: job i'll pray for your ankle to get better for sure and for your brother um we talked about that a little bit he's um, in the facility getting some help right now so um we will definitely pray for him so, want to pray no <laughs> she got called out to pray in our small group last night she, was like, I don't want to <laughs> she also volunteered herself but we'll talk about that later. anyway all right let's pray <laughs> dear god thank you so much for this group of women thank you for the time that we get to spend together every week Lord, I pray that these, this book will bless us and help us to um, cultivate ourselves and pull out those bad weeds and um, become who you've asked us to be. God, I pray for uh, Erica's blog that'll it just be exactly what you want it to be, God. Help um, guide their words as they write and help them to hear the message that you have for them to give. Lord, I pray that um, Shelly's ankle... Will get better help the swelling to go down help her pain to go down um god we also pray for daryl he's having a lot of issues right now and i just pray god that you will place your hand over him and help him to heal from what he's going through lord we pray for our country i want to pray that you know our country is led well and that we follow you above anything else no matter what happens god. we pray for all the students teachers parents um with school situations constantly changing God we just pray that you have your hand over everyone help keep them calm as change continues <laughs> something that um, happens and can be stressful God we just pray that kids are learning what they need to learn teachers are able to teach as they need to God we pray that COVID continues to go down as the vaccine is um, introduced God we just pray for the health um, of our country in every way Dear God. We love you so much, and we appreciate you, and we thank you for this time we spend together, Lord. It's all in your name, I pray. Amen. All right, that was long. (laughs) All right, guys, I hope you have a great week. Next week, we are reading chapters three, four, and five. Um, So, that'll be good. Learning to Roar by Melissa Dyer. Hope you guys are enjoying it, and we'll see you next week. Have a good week, everyone. Have a good week. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of BCS Podcast. We hope you found what you needed in this week's episode and that it blessed you. If you would like to chat more, please join our Facebook group, Book Club Sisterhood. And if you would like to subscribe to our box, go to bookclubsisterhood.com. We can't wait to hang out with you again next week. Have a great week, sisters.